Yeah. So believe it or not, after all this eating or drinking, there is actually other things to do in Vancouver. Yes, you can exercise. You can you exercise. Can get in, uh, in and you fact, can go outdoors. In fact, many people go to Vancouver for the outdoors. We, for us, it's like, well, 50, uh, maybe 50, food, drinks 60, ahead of the 40? outdoors. Yeah, <laughs> maybe 60, 40. The Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, episode 314. While it may not be as famous, Vancouver's Stanley Park is actually 10% bigger than Manhattan's Central Park. And to be honest, it's a lot cooler. This last trip that Heather and I took was definitely a doozy. We had more luggage than we've ever had in our entire life. That was because of a few things that were a bit out of our control. I had skis because I had just been to Colorado. We also had a car seat and a stroller and all of Whitaker's things and stuff like that. But no matter how much we'll call it extra luggage we're putting on top, all these extra things that we have to bring, I still only pack, when I'm talking about my gear, in a Tortuga Outbreaker backpack. I love it to this day, so no matter how much extra luggage I'm toting around because of the little guy or because we're going skiing or anything like that, I still put all the stuff that I need when it comes to my clothes and my gear in my Tortuga Outbreaker backpack. So no matter what trip you're going to take, whether you're traveling with a child or whether you're traveling solo, if you're traveling solo, count your blessings, check out tortugabackpacks.com. They have the best travel care-on backpacks out there. You can use a promo code EPOP, that's E-P-O-P, all capital letters, and that'll get you 10% off your entire order. Hello, travel nerds, and welcome to the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, the show that teaches you how to travel more while spending less. I'm your host, Travis Sherry, and joining me today is someone who enjoys going through security much more with a baby than she ever did going through alone, my wife and constant travel companion, Heather. Well, I don't know what it is about having a baby. It just seems easier almost. Well, you're much more pleasant to the TSA agents. Maybe it's because they're not hassling you because you have a baby. I don't know. But the last couple of times we've gone through security with wit, with the baby, you seem to actually be fine with it. Whereas before you'd always get pissy and mad and um, not be maybe the most polite person to the TSA Yeah, my worst self during the security check lines. We also have TSA pre-check every time we go through now. Whereas before, I feel like sometimes it didn't always work. So we didn't put in our frequent traveler number, known traveler ID from our global entry. So now we always remember to do that. And we always have TSA pre-check. So it just makes things go more smoothly. It really does. We are recording this podcast today. Believe it or not, it is springtime officially. The second day of spring. The second day of spring here. And we are getting dumped with snow in Philadelphia. We're watching it come, um, come down through the window and it's... We have about a foot, maybe yeah, half a foot. Yeah, it's probably six six or eight inches 
already and yeah. it's still dumping. So still dumping. so a snowy day, snowy day podcast for you guys. Mm-hmm. And we've got a Destination Diary podcast. If you're unfamiliar with our Destination Diary podcast, there are our on-the-ground report of a place that we have been, whether it be a region, whether it be a country. In this case, it's a city, Vancouver, British Columbia. And it's all the things that we did that we enjoyed there when we get out and we travel, um, especially because we were in Vancouver for almost a month. We were like three weeks. We really got to eat and drink and do a lot of things. So this is kind of our real, real life like no holds barred idea of what it is to be there. The good, the bad, everything like that. Um, the to bad. To, well, Vancouver didn't have much bad, but <laughs> you know, it, we try to give a real yes, yes. idea of what it's like and give you some hidden gems and everything that we did from our perspective of that. We've got a ton of other Destination Diary episodes. I know you guys um, on Twitter and on Instagram have reached out, told us how much you love the Destination Diary episode. So we thank you for that. And this one in Vancouver, actually, we try to do them right when we come back. So everything is fresh in our mind. It's been almost a year. It's been almost a year. It's pretty pathetic. I think that's how long it's taken me to get over the memories of the food poisoning that we both got (laughs) in Vancouver. So maybe subconsciously we were putting this off because it was bringing back some... uh, some not as great memories of the food poison. With 24 hours, both of us yeah. and our friend Courtney we were staying with were pretty, pretty banged we were tore up. up. So. But that was the only bad part of the trip because Vancouver is one of my favorite cities. And not just because we have some of our greatest friends who live there, but it's beautiful. It's such a fantastic city. Lots of culture, lots of good food. Obviously, the mountains, the ocean. The nature. Yeah. Stanley Park. I mean, there's just so much. And we're going to get into it right now, I guess. We are going to get into it. And what we do with the Destination Diaries, again, if you're a new listener, you don't know this. If you're a veteran, you know, we go through, we talk about getting around and getting there. And if we can, we touch on neighborhoods, which we will be able to to touch on. I Mm -hmm. love neighborhoods. Um, We talk about eating, drinking, activities. And then at the end, we we each, we don't know what our answer is, each other's answer, but we give you the one thing that if you're going to Vancouver, you can't miss. The one thing that maybe you could skip and the one thing that we wish we had done that we were not able to do in Vancouver this time around. So that will be at the end of the episode. So like you mentioned, we're going to get into it. As far as Vancouver, getting there and getting around Thankfully, pretty easy on both accounts. Yes, because the airport is actually voted one of the best airports in the world. It's beautiful. It's very efficient. You can take the train right there. It takes you to anywhere in the city. Uh, it's very easy. It's pretty cheap. And that's how we do it. I think every I don't time think I've come into Vancouver, I've flown in, but I believe you in Vancouver once drove I did in. drive. Drove I drove Portland, from, Oregon. from Portland, Oregon. That's only about a six-hour drive. It's very pretty. You go through Washington State, go right past Seattle. So you get to see some nice mountains. It's not a bad drive. You can also take a train from the West Coast, like from Portland or, any, or Seattle. You know, anywhere along the West Coast, even if you're in California. We've never done that, but I've heard it's a really beautiful train ride. Yeah, so getting into Vancouver, very easy. Big, big city. Again, we love the Pacific Northwest. We've done a destination diary on Portland. So you guys, we've actually done two. So you could go listen to those ones. Um, but getting in very easy. And as I had mentioned, I, one of my favorite things is that they do have a, a train that goes from the airport to downtown, costs less than 10 bucks, 30 minutes, 30 minute ride, runs you know all the time basically. And that's always a big thing for me when we're visiting a city is, does it have good, easy transportation to get from the airport to downtown? 
some of them don't. Some of them do. Vancouver definitely does. Now, when we were in Vancouver this last time, and it was April of 2017, we were basically May. April, yeah, mid-April to mid-May 2017. We did not rent a car this time, so we didn't have a car when we were in Vancouver. Well, this we past did rent time. it for the road trip, right? Just for like two days, right? And we'll so yeah, let's talk about that. We we did rent the car for two days to go up to Whistler and Squamish, so to get out of Vancouver and go up north, we did rent a car. Highly recommend renting a car to go up there. I assume you could take a bus or something like that, but for us it was nice, especially if you want to explore. And we'll get we into some of the things we did on the way up there. Renting a car for the freedom it allows you when you're taking a little road trip like that to stop and be on your own schedule. And even having a car in Vancouver, I mean, if you're only going to stay downtown, you don't really need a car. But you know, in some of the neighborhoods, it is a little easier to have a car, and there's free parking. So definitely pretty car friendly areas also very bike friendly i mean if you don't want to rent a car and you want to rent a bike trav did that or and... you want to go and buy a secondhand bike <laughs> oh, that's right. you didn't rent that one. has both tires pop on you on the ride home uh you can feel free to do that <laughs> yes. i then had to go i thought i was getting this super cheap bike i was so excited like i'm gonna be here for about three weeks i'm gonna get this nice road bike i'm gonna use it to call around vancouver which i did but first i bought it uh, the literally the front tire exploded. It sounded like a gunshot. I did not know. It was, I knew it was Vancouver, so it's probably not gunshots. But it exploded on me as I was riding it, and um, then I had to go get two new tires. So it was not so cheap of a bike, but very very bike friendly. Really great bike lanes. Mm-hmm. Um, some roads are predominantly bike roads, so cars know. I think it was. Is it eleventh that went right by the twelfth uh, that place that we were staying? We were yeah. Told. And so you're on those. Those are actually sometimes a little more scary even for bikers because people are going, you know, people are crazy on their bikes. So I love the bike lanes, though. I biked a ton in the three weeks out of Vancouver, basically hit every area that I would want to hit. Some are a little further afield, but if you have a nice bike, you can get around. Highly recommend grabbing a bike or renting a bike or something like that. And then, of course, had you didn't bike, you were not feeling so great. You were also pregnant at this time so not really keen to hop on a bike you did a few few times times. but i just it wasn't my favorite i would have rather walked or i also decided to end up taking the bus quite a bit which is also incredibly easy you do need to have one of the cards that you can just get at any of the train stations because you have to or you have to have the exact amount of cash change so if you just have a card loonies and toonies yep loonies and toonies you top it up and then you can just take the bus the routes are super easy to follow along um you can put them into your your phone on the maps and it'll tell you exactly where to get off and yeah sky train sky train is also easier if you're going if you're going further out like if you're if you're going or not the well you could go around Vancouver like if you're near Commercial Drive we would hop on there and we would take it down um, to downtown and things like that but overall great in our minds great transportation option all right it doesn't rival Japan exactly but <laughs> no what does, but but for a it North kicks American the butt city of any American city's tra- transportation I would say yeah and so if you are uh, we'll get in the neighborhoods now if you are staying in a neighborhood and you are going to be traveling quite a bit. A car isn't a bad option. Vancouver's pretty easy to drive around. It's pretty, uh, we found it to be fairly simple. You know, of course there's traffic, but not, it's nothing compared to driving through like Manhattan or anything like that. Um, but you wouldn't need a car. So I think our, as far as recommending 
rent a car or no. It just depends, A, how long you're going to be there and what you're planning on doing. Again, we didn't have a car for those three weeks, but we did rent it to go around up to Whistler and Squamish. If you're looking at neighborhoods, though, um, for us, we stayed the first time I went to Vancouver, I stayed, well, we stayed downtown in a hostel. And, you know, if you don't, if you're only going to be there a day or two, fine, you can stay downtown. I actually much preferred staying out in the neighborhoods because you're super close to get to downtown, but it's much more laid back, some nice houses, big yards, the road, you know, again, biking. It's just really enjoyable. It feels more like you're there living as opposed to there visiting, even if it's only for a few weeks. And I definitely think that was really nice. I would not mind staying downtown again if we were only there for like a weekend or something like that, definitely I would recommend staying downtown because there's a lot of cool stuff to do around there. Easy I to walk to everything. I wouldn't recommend the hostel we stayed at unless no. they did some major upgrading since we were there like five years and ago. And it was in a bit of a sketch <laughs> yeah. area. I mean, that's one of the interesting things to me is that Hastings Street and some of that area is, is the downtown part is some of the most sketchy areas of Vancouver, whereas typically that's maybe a little nicer. Um, but... Yeah, so you'd say downtown, I guess get a I hotel, mean more something like, like that. If, like gas town area right. or like by the water where like the Olympic sure. stadium really nice. or, you know, things are like that for sure. Yeah. But if you're going to be there for a little while or you're looking to get into a neighborhood, some of the ones that we recommend, Mount Pleasant is where we stayed this last time. It's easy to get down uh, to downtown. It's easy to get to what we'll talk about is called Yeast Van if you're into breweries. Um, Commercial Drive is there. Main Street is there. They're kind of, they kind of bookend um, on the east and the west, this Mount Pleasant area, both of them have a lot of bars and restaurants and shops. Yeah, so we definitely really like that area. We I have been to Vancouver four times, and all three times, other than the first time in the crappy hostel, all three times I stayed in the Mount Pleasant area, and I don't know, just really like it there. Yeah, it's 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 a nice place. We also stayed uh, this last time too. We did rent an Airbnb and stayed a little bit further out in this area called Kensington Cedar Cottage. That's a little further um, south than Mount Pleasant. You know, you're getting a little further from downtown at yeah, that point. Yeah, I so. wouldn't necessarily recommend that area, but it was a cheap Airbnb. It was. Um, some other places that if you're if you're looking to stay in certain neighborhoods and you're and you're looking at it, Kitsilano is great. Um, Kitsilano has Kits- the beach. the beach right there, so you're on the water. That's a fun little neighborhood. I really like it there. I don't know if it's going to be cheapest option um but then also you could go out on the west end so west of downtown up close to stanley park that would be a really cool area to stay in too because again you can walk down to to gastown and all that but you're right at stanley park as well so any of those neighborhoods mount pleasant kitsilano west end those would be some of the ones that, that we would recommend staying in lots of airbnbs in vancouver so usually you'll have you know a ton of choice ranging from somewhat budget all the way up to yeah. And the earlier places. you book, the better in that case, I think, because you can find some good options, but it gets booked up pretty quickly because it's a popular place to visit. Yeah. And if you're looking, we found, um, as for, and I know we're we're kind of getting into the accommodation section already, so we might as well just finish that off and then we'll go into the eating, of course. But there are a lot of these garden suites, so a lot of the homes and especially the new ones being built because Vancouver real estate is so expensive at this point, are building in these garden suites. So you have, you know, it's like underneath the the main house. You kind of go around the back. A lot of times you come in, one bedroom, two bedroom, have your own kitchen. But a lot of the houses have these 
top bottom action, right? You know, you have <laughs> you have the top main house and then you have the garden suites below. So um just I don't know, it's it's a lot of the Pacific Northwest cities, Portland has a lot of that kind of stuff too. Uh you do find a lot of pretty neat Airbnbs for that reason. Yeah, absolutely. So that's what we would recommend. Um, I know there are a lot of people out there uh, when we were just talking who did say, Trav, you know, we, we did a destination diary on Barcelona and we got a feedback and they said, we love you talking about the neighborhoods. I am a neighborhood geek. I <laughs> love looking sure. at neighborhood na- maps. I love like drawing it out on the map. You going. love walking through them, biking through them, extensively researching them. I am a, I am a neighborhood <laughs> junkie. So anytime we do a destination diary, I will try my best to give you an overall feel for the neighborhoods this time of course we you know we didn't hit all the neighborhoods of vancouver but that would be our our little neighborhood recommendations and our accommodation recommendations because vancouver is such a big city you are going to be able to use your hotel points there are marriott's and um fairmonts and things like yeah, that there really are the hotel beautiful chains. hotels so yeah. if you want to splurge or use your points there's definitely great options for that and those are more downtown obviously yep. not you're not going to find those in the neighborhoods as right. in as with any city yeah it just depends what you want as far as eating um i have do you want to start with ice cream or do you want to start with real food well, let's start with real food right, because, well, you know, ice cream is a dessert. You can kind of do that after you talk about all the yummy Trust food. me, there's plenty of recommendations for ice cream, which we'll get to. <laughs> all right. As far as eating regular food, one of the things that you love about Vancouver is their fish and chip selection. Oh, my gosh. It's so good. The best fish and chips I've ever had in the world are in Vancouver. And I've talked about it many times on, on other podcasts. Go Fish, definitely by far my favorite fish and chips. And I'm talking, I mean, I'm sorry to the UK and into Ireland. I mean, I've had some very good fish and chips there in, in the birth country of fish and chips. But Vancouver has you beat <laughs> with uh, Go Fish. So this time we decided that we should probably try some other options in Vancouver. Well, because Heather had been <laughs> mentioning uh, Go Fish as her favorite fish and chip spot. And I thought, all right, well, we have to give somewhere else a go. Yeah, so we have to make sure. I mean, in the name of research, in the name of research, we have to f- try out other fish and chip places. So we went to the fish counter, which is on Main Street in that whole neighborhood. In the Mount Pleasant neighborhood. Yeah. Ma- uh, well, yeah, right on the edge. Yeah. On Main Street. And... It's it was good. It was very good. But I don't think I don't know if it was better. I mean, it was definitely I could say that it's almost equal to go fish. So either one that you go to while you're in Vancouver, both should exceed your expectations. I know go fish does this as well. They had like three options of fish. And I think fish counter might have had four or five options of different fish for fish and chips, which is really cool. Because typically when you go and get fish and chips, if you're just at a restaurant, you get whatever fish are using which is usually you're the fish and chip expert cod, cod, yeah. i mean that's more new england I, it's but, all sorts of different yeah ones. but here you can get salmon salmon halibut which is my ha- ultimate of favorite. course because it's the pricey one it's halibut's the pricey so, one. Good. so i i also really did like the fish counter I, we you know i went to both i they're both fantastic I'm not going to weigh in since you are the fish and chip expert. So you're saying go fish, little above fish counter. I will give fish counter a little bit of props though because the guy at the fish counter, and I'll always remember this, you know, that you, you put your name in for the order and they call your name out. Fine. It was super busy. Called our name out. We got the fish, ate it. And as we were leaving, we're like, oh, bye. Thanks. And the guy who was cooking the fish said, hey, thanks for coming in, Travis. And I'm like, he was he re- an E-pop fan. He knew us. No, no, just no, no. But just how, I was like, that's cool. He remembered my name. He's probably served like 30 other orders up already. Just thought that was really neat. Nice little personalized touch. So way to go, fish counter guy at 
the fish counter. <laughs> um, as far as like continuing on the theme of fish, obviously fish is ubiquitous there in Seattle. Sushi everywhere. In Vancouver, you it, mean? In Vancouver. Also, also in also Seattle. Seattle, also Seattle. But that's not the podcast uh, we're doing. This is not doing. the Seattle Destination Diary. Um, in Vancouver. And with that comes a ton of sushi. We had some decent sushi. I think that... Well, one of us had some decent sushi. Right. The other one was pregnant and only ate some fried tempura sushi. That's right. I would say, I think the nowhere to recommend, unfortunately, for sushi. I did try a bunch of places. I think the beauty of the sushi in Vancouver is the fact that even when you go to cheap sushi joints, it's good. Right. So there's a lot yes. of cheap sushi joints. We didn't go anywhere expensive where I'd say, oh, this is amazing sushi. But it's usually like five, six dollar lunch sushi that was above average. So no places to recommend, but I will. Well, OK. That being said, I will recommend two places that I had <laughs> poke at, not sushi. Well, actually, I did have the shrimp sushi, like the cooked shrimp sushi at the one place. And it was very good. OK. Well, we don't have the name for that. So now everyone's going to be sitting. No, there it's where you got your poke at carp. Oh, at carp. That was it. Yeah. OK. Yeah. I, oh, you did have the. Yeah. yeah. So carp. OK, good. <laughs> Sorry. You say me. I'm like, well, now we're going to tell them that you had great sushi. But it anyway, not, carp no, it was is at a carp. tiny little place. Tucked in right in the Mount Pleasant neighborhood. Awesome poke. I went there three or four different times. They have sushi as well. I could never get end up like pulling myself away from the poke, so I would just get the poke. Really um, awesome couple. Two younger Japanese people run it, so I talk to them a, a lot. And it's just a small little place, and the poke bowls are fantastic. Great prices. And you the like the Ebi... fried... No, it wasn't fried. It was just like the oh, steam. regular steamed... Yeah, steamed shrimp. Shrimp. And so good. on top of that, I thought, no way this is going to be anything special, but it's ice cream, so I got to try it. Again, hashtag in the name of research. And they had black, they had homemade black sesame ice cream. They had a few other flavors like matcha, like green tea. I don't love green tea. I got it the first time we were there, <laughs> and the black sesame ice cream was fantastic. So not only can you get your poke bowl, but you can also get, get your poke bowl. Get your some. Black, uh, black sesame ice cream too. So head to Carp, one of my favorite places while we were in Vancouver to check out. And again, it's a tiny, tiny mm -hmm. little place. So uh, you can eat in. There's like maybe four or five little tables. But I did go to Pacific Poke as well. Right and downtown, where is that? Downtown? Right downtown area. And it was pretty decent. Like, it was good. So if you're there, good little spot to pick up a Poke Bowl. Cool. Um, didn't like it as much as Carp, but it's it's easier to get to. Gotcha, gotcha. Now, one of my favorites, because I wasn't crushing the poke while we were there, I was more on the carb diet, you know, being pregnant. I loved Railtown Cafe. They had excellent sandwiches. It's kind of like, I think it's a made to order, if I remember correctly. You go up and you, they have salads and they have sandwiches on fresh bread with good meat and all that type of stuff. So definitely recommend Railtown Cafe. It is on Main Street, but it's closer to downtown, whereas like the fish counter is quite a bit south of there right um, on main street yeah v via tavere is another this is one of your favorites because you i remember you talking about this yes the few times you went to vancouver one and I of wasn't the best there. pizzas i've ever had like in my life so good via tavere it's off of commercial drive so it's a bit of a hike whether you, if you're not staying out there yeah i mean you can take the sky train and from the sky train walk to it in maybe 10 minutes so, yeah, great spot, great spot. Uh, we also found, of course, taco yeah, places. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. Like, we're, we're kind of grouping <laughs> this a little bit. We did, our, we did our fish and chips, and we went to our poke. Tacos we're going to eat 
almost anywhere. I mean, wherever mm-hmm. we are, if we're somewhere for three weeks, you better believe we're eating at least tacos yeah. two or three times. We've got to have our Mexican at some point. One of the first places we went to was a little place, again, in that Mount Pleasant area called Sally Limon. Um, it was packed, good tacos, yep. lots of different flavors, uh, lots of different types of tacos. Quick, again, order, they bring it out. That's kind of what I like, that fast, casual like, we don't have to sit down. Yeah, we just order at the counter. They bring it out. Solid Limon, we went a few times. Solid, solid, solid tacos. And right next to there, not to get off the taco thing, we'll get back to it, is a place called Brooklyn Pizza, which Delicious actually had pizza. Yeah, good, like, like kind big, of New York style it was. pizza. It was they good. were huge sliced yeah. pizzas that you have to fold up. So it's tasty. if you're looking for a New York style pizza, Brooklyn Pizza is right next to Sally Limon. So um, you could do the pizza taco bang bang. But if you want to have probably the most famous tacos in Vancouver, you have to go to Taco Fino, which started as a food truck on Vancouver Island in Tofino. Which we'll do another Destination Diary for at some point. Vancouver at some Island. point. And we actually went to that one. We went to the original Taco Fino on Vancouver Island. But there is one in downtown. And apparently we didn't go to it, but it's just as good and amazing and very, very, very popular. So if you don't feel like waiting in line for... A little bit of time you might want to try a different taco place but if you want the best tacos yeah i mean they were the ones we had were good uh, above average tacos <laughs> i am not sure why it's so crazy popular but i guess anytime something is hyped up to that much it's very hard to live up to it if you're looking for very good tacos in gastown go to taco fino just know it, there will be a wait because there was a wait every time we went by it and there was a wait every time we went to the one on Vancouver Island as well. Like a substantial one. Yeah, like but, 30 minutes. But whatever. Come on, if you're in Vancouver yeah, for you got, holiday, what do you got to do, man? Just hang out in just line. Just hang out. Just hang out. So then a couple other places that we went to, the one was the Flying Pig, which is kind of like a fancier restaurant. Italian? Italian kind of, of small plates, things like that in Gastown. It's really cool inside. Had an extensive, you know, cocktails, wine list, things like that. It was fun. We went there with a, a couple, like a group of people. Yeah, we did an EPOP meetup in Vancouver and after, and we went to Steamworks Brewery, which I'll just touch on right now. Big, big brewery right there on the water. Huge sports yeah, bar. One of like fun the older breweries before the craft brew explosion. Right. So fun environment. Actually pretty decent beer. They had a really good hazy good IPA too. one. Pretty good yep. food. So we had a meet up there and then we went out with a smaller group who everyone who wanted to the flying pig, which was right around the corner as for a little more classy feel <laughs> yeah i mean gastown is really cool for restaurants and just walking around because it's kind of like some of the streets are more like the historic looking old yeah you're by the water vibe you're gonna go to you gotta go to gastown if you're, if you're in vancouver Definitely. at some point one of my favorite places that we ate is like a lunch and breakfast spot called the fable diner it again is- oh wait <laughs> Again, yeah. Oh, wait. We waited for probably 45 minutes for a table there. But, you know, it's like a brunch spot. And we were there a on weekend. a Sunday. Yeah. It's amazing. Their food is incredibly delicious. I The vibe is cool in there. It's, you know, kind of that new hip style of design inside. So that's always enjoyable for me. And, yeah, it was great. And around the corner is... You got huevos rancheros, I got huevos right? rancheros. It was amazing. And, and you reminded me that I kept... We ordering kept, bread? Yes, I, we kept getting toast because they have like toast. this fresh bread that they make their toast with and it was delicious and 
Yeah. Yum. Yum, yum. And then around the corner is Cardam's Donuts. So what so, we actually <laughs> did is we the wait was so all right, long. We told you this to be an unfiltered <laughs> look, right? All right. We're going to give we're you the nitty so gritty. We're so fat that we got donuts as a precursor to our breakfast. Yeah, well, it was but, like a 45 minute wait. It was a 45 wait. minute wait. We were hungry. I was pregnant. Come on. You have to feed yeah, the, Heather was pregnant, the pregnant lady. So I'm, of course, going to eat donuts, so too. So uh, I, th- I believe that they text you when your table's ready, but I can't be entirely sure because our friend Selena put our name in. But we just walked around the corner, got a donut at Cardam's, which is awesome. Really good donuts. The Earl Grey. C-A-R-T-E-M Boschvies. The Earl Grey donut is mm, so good. Uh, And to be fair, we're already telling all our secrets. That was not the only time we went to Cardam's Donuts in three weeks. That might have been like third or fourth time we went to Cardam's Donuts. We went a lot. They've They've got a good selection of donuts. It's a little, it's good. Better than Tim Hortons. If you're Canadian, <laughs> oh my goodness. If you're Canadian, you're going to slide us for this. But Tim Hortons, I don't get it. Well, it's like it, Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, they're both in, awful. In, in the Why US. are you wasting calories on that? <laughs> okay. Go to don't offend anybody. Go I'm to Cardam's get off my donuts. donut high horse here. Um, all right. So Heather and I, I was going to say something. I was going to come out very wrong. Heather did a lot of eating while we were in Vancouver. <laughs> but really, I meant like both of us did a lot of eating. Heather, unfortunately, didn't get to do a lot of drinking being pregnant. Or any drinking. I <laughs> yeah, guess let's I should say. clarify, please. Let, I should say. <laughs> but I picked up the slack for her. And one of the main things I wanted to do in Vancouver, especially because we were with our, our friends, Courtney and KB, and they, they love going to breweries as well. I'm like, I am going to like just paint this town with all the breweries. So I went to 18 breweries in 21 days. Mind you, also had food poisoning or probably would have been. One-to-one. One-to-one ratio. Well, because there's that whole area outside of Vancouver that has some breweries that we didn't even make it to. Yeah, called uh, Port Moody, which is like, you know, maybe an hour out and we're going to go there. Next time. Next time. Um, So 18 breweries in 21 days. So I got you covered here. There's really what's kind of cool about Vancouver and their brewery scene. It's, It's obviously, it's not as developed as Portland or Seattle. I mean, what is? Those are two of the biggest brewery cities in in the country or in the, you know, in US or Canada. But- What's neat about Vancouver is there's two main areas with almost all the breweries in them. So you can hit up a bunch at once if you want. And those main areas are Main Street, which we've talked about in that, you know, on the edge of Mount Pleasant. And then an area, which I love because, you know, it's punny and cool, called Yeast (laughs) Van, which is in East Vancouver, but it's right near the downtown area. You get out into the industrial area. Um, It's called Yeast Van. So starting on Main Street... And there's a brewery there. Well, to be fair, I can actually comment on this because I had been to Vancouver before and this was one of my favorite breweries. Yeah. I was a little worried. Not not worried about this brewery, well, but Courtney Heather and, I and really... Courtney hyped this yes, brewery up so much. We did. And this was one of the last ones I ended up going to. So they were like, no, this is the best. This is the best. I thought there's no way. I've At that point, I've probably been to 14 or 15 breweries. And I, some were pretty good. I thought, oh, is, is this going to like... Live up to the height. And it did. It ended up being my highest ranked brewery in all of Vancouver. And Trav's a hard sell. Sometimes when you hype it up, he doesn't like it just because. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Well, anyway, what is the brewery? brewery? 33 acres on Main Street. Fantastic beer. Great vibe. Good food. It gets packed. Like we got in and got a seat. Super packed. But a lot of people had to wait once we were in. You know, it's, Mm -hmm. it's way smaller than I thought. Like you guys hadn't told me that it was a small place. So I envisioned this really big. Yeah, it's open not large. Warehouse. It's not that big. No, 33 acres, great food, cool branding, cool vibe. You have to hit it up. 
um, for sure if you're in Vancouver. It's the best one. The other really good one that I liked in Main Street um, was called Brass Neck. And that's, yeah, they're they're right near each other. Everything here is right near so each other. So this would be my recommendation. If you want to have like a little boozy afternoon, you start at 33 acres. You have a couple beers. Then to, you know, kind of stave off the oncoming yeah. Boozy buzz. headache buzz. Stop at Carnum's Donuts. There you go. Have a couple donuts, then go to Brass Neck. This is exactly what Crystal and Courtney and I did the first time this I was in Vancouver on the girls' trip. Their little go-to, huh? It was awesome. The Thirty-three acres, <laughs> Cardums, Brass yes. Neck, bang, bang, bang. There Absolutely. you go. Absolutely. So Brass Neck, different vibe than Thirty-three Acres. Also good beer. Then at the as you're kind of getting into downtown, there was one that I really liked. Still in that Main Street area, you would say called Faculty. What was cool about Faculty is a small little spot. They only have I think four or five beers on tap. But an interesting idea where they talk about the science behind it, and each one of them has. It's like you're taking a college course, so they lay it out as. All right, the 100 level beers are like the easiest to drink. So they say, this is beer 101 and it's a lager. And then they say, as you got into like the 300, 400, 500s, they become more complex, maybe, you know, for people who are a little more discerning or, or maybe not for people who are just regular beer drinkers. I just thought it was a cool idea that they had. Yeah, I that don't think I went to that one. You didn't. It's small. It's right on the bike path on, or I could be getting this wrong, but I think it's Oregon Ave. And on Tuesdays, they will uh, come and like and like fix your bike and give you a tune-up if you're there on Tuesdays. Oh, right. So something cool like that. So FACO is cool. Then to tie it all together on Main Street, we did go to R&B and Main Street Brewing. Both are okay. You could skip them if you, know, if you don't have 21 days to do 18 breweries. Uh, <laughs> those are the ones you might want to skip. But they're right there as well. So if you, if you were in Main Street area and you wanted to hit all five of them, you could. Um, going over to Yeast Van... There are some really, really awesome breweries there. Uh, Strange Fellows is a great, fun, funky brewery. Highly recommend you hit up Strange Fellows. That was probably be my second favorite brewery in Vancouver, behind 33 Acres. There's also a place called Lupolo, which is a newer place. When we were there a year ago, it was only four or five months old. Um, that is right next to a gelato place, which I'm going to mention in a little bit. But Lupolo's is right there. Storm is probably the most unique brewery in Vancouver because, and it's one of the first, it's just this dude who owns like what looks basically like a falling down shack or warehouse. You go in, you you can't buy beer there. You can only tip them because I guess they don't have the right license to serve, you know, like they can give you quote unquote samples, which end up being basically half beers. Um, and they do all types of crazy stuff. So this is a very unique place to go. I would, I would highly recommend that. And then uh, all of these I would recommend, all the four that I'm mentioning. And then Callister does something cool, also in Yeast Van. What Callister does, babe, and you you didn't get to see this, is they have four breweries under one roof. So it's Callister Brewing, but there's three other breweries that are in there that re- rotate through. And each one of them has three taps. So you could get 12 different beers, but from four different breweries. That and, is cool. Yeah. And, and I, you know, I don't know how long they stay in, you know, these revolving breweries, but some of the cool breweries that have then popped up in Vancouver got their start there. So it's neat. And then the the brewery team for each one of the breweries is working there each night. So I, you get to talk to them. It's really mellow, really laid back. Um, 
Cool. Would really recommend Strangefellas, Lupolo, Callister, and Storm in that yeast van area. There are a bunch of other ones, some that I got to, some that I didn't. Yeah, and you know, there's for. probably even more now that it's been a year because with the craft brew craze, right. they're popping up everywhere. Right. I want to touch on two other breweries before we get out. I told you Steamworks uh, right down in, in Gastown. Um, we already mentioned that. That's a big sports bar brewery. But if you're heading on up to Whistler... And which we did. We got a car and we drove um, up through Squamish and then up to Whistler. In Whistler, there was this would have been hath my first or second favorite brewery in Vancouver, but it's not technically in mm-hmm. Vancouver. So it's up there with 33 acres and strange fellas. It's called Coast Mountain. Um, you did love this brewery. Heather and Courtney make fun of me because I don't understand the name. Coast Mountain does not make sense to me to this day. <laughs> You think it should be like coastal mountain? I, yeah, it like just mean like coast, coast. I mean, I get coast mountain is like you're just putting two different words together. Well, you've said it so many times, it just sounds normal to me now. Co- but, but awesome brewery, <laughs> very good hazy IPA, had a great sour, tiny little place filled yeah, with ski bombs. I believe I was sitting in the car. She was sick, so <laughs> she literally didn't walk through the front door with me. You sat in the car and took a nap. I went in, I had about five tasters of beers really enjoyed it got a hat one of my favorite hats is from there but right outside of whistler so you get all the whole ski crowd in um just a fun 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 place so hit that up and then if you can find super flux beer they don't have a tap room right now but they're actually a gypsy brewer that it was brewing at callister and now they're brewing somewhere else in vancouver but you could find their cans around. They probably had the best beer that I drank the whole time. So super flux if you can find that. And if you do all that, that will give you a very, very fun <laughs> yes, Vancouver Yes, I think that tour. you will maybe be beered out by the end of your trip. You might. But you might. it's definitely worth it because it's really fun. Yeah, and, and a burgeoning brewery city. Like I would not put it up with some of the best brewery cities we've been to, but they're getting there. There's a lot of them and they're getting better. And because they're in those two main areas, it's it's very easy to just pop between It's fun. Which is always a good time. Well, now we can talk about one of my favorite things. Not that I don't love beer, but also, you know, I love coffee. So Vancouver is not lacking in the coffee department. They have some of the best coffee shops in the world. I have four on this list that are pretty much... I think the best in Vancouver. I'm going to start with maybe my and you've favorite. you've been to Vancouver. Let's say probably three total months if we add it all together. Yeah, I mean, you've probably. been there a, lo- a yeah. lot. Yes. And tried a lot of coffee places. Yes. And these ones are the best. And I, I even, you know, conferred with my friend Courtney, who's also... Who lives there. Who lives there and loves coffee. And she agreed with me that these are the four best. Number one... So you're getting the double... Courtney yes, Heather seal yes, of approval. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Matchstick, which is in Mount Pleasant, of course, it was the one that I went to the most because it was the closest to where we were staying. But that doesn't mean that it's not the best because it is. It's delicious. So, so good. They have all sorts of different coffees there. You know, you can choose the variety or whatever. Like and where it's from. Yeah, mean, where yeah. it's from. So and like Super Ortiz and Yes, all, yes, yes, yes. But it's very good. Matchstick, I love it. 49th Parallel, which is on Main Street. They also have donuts there that are good. Not as good as Cardam's, in my opinion, but still really good. And their coffee is exceptional. Revolver, I've been to, which is, I think, more downtown. I think I've only been there once or twice. It's very good coffee, but just because of proximity, like it wasn't close enough for me to go often. And then Prado, which is on Commercial Drive, is also delicious. 
So between the 18 breweries, about 18 breweries we mentioned, and the four coffee shops, you will be drinking your heart's content. Have overall, the coffee scene, like even when you get coffee in Vancouver, let's say you're at um, some random little place, usually pretty good anyway. I yeah, mean, if you it's can't kind make of like these- one of those cities now that everywhere you go has pretty good artisanal coffee and they know how to, they have baristas who know how to make a good cup of coffee. I mean, whether it's strip coffee, whether it's a pour over, whether it's a cappuccino or a latte or cortado, whatever, it's it's a good scene for coffee. Yeah. So believe it or not, after all this eating or drinking, there is actually other things to do in Vancouver. Yes. You can exercise. You can you exercise. Can in, uh, in you fact, can go outdoors. In fact, many people go to Vancouver for the outdoors. We, for us, it's like, well, <laughs> 50, uh, maybe 50, food drinks 60, ahead of the 40? outdoors. Yeah. Maybe 60, 40. Um, but there are plenty one of the best things about Vancouver is there is so much stuff to do when There's, it comes to outdoors. The nature is incredible in Vancouver because, well, you're just, you're next to the ocean, you're next to the mountains, and then you have Stanley Park, which is this beautiful, I mean, if you don't know what Stanley Park is, it's this park that's... On the tip on of the tip Vancouver. Of, yeah, on the tip of Vancouver, so it butts up against the ocean, and you can walk or bike, it's more popular to bike, through the park and it's lush and green and beautiful and there's like little beaches that you can stop off on and you know have a picnic or just sit there and yeah the whole it's path just stunning the whole path around that little peninsula stanley park peninsula that juts out if you were to bike it and you were just taking a leisurely bike ride maybe hour and a half i mean it's not two hours it's if you're just and you're not stopping too much but what i love about it is you could bike that whole seawall and you could take all day. You rent a bike, you go, you stop off at one of the beaches. English Bay Beach is kind of, there's a bunch of beaches, but English Bay Beach is like the hopping beach, like people playing volleyball. There's a lot going on there. Um, there's all types of stuff. It, it it was my favorite. The first time we went, we went for one day, basically, or two days in Vancouver. That was my favorite thing that we did. And then I went and did it two other times when we were there for three weeks, just to you know, I feel like it's the thing that you would you have to do if you go there, and if you live there, you do every couple weeks anyway because it's so awesome. So Stanley Park and and the beaches around there certainly something that everyone should do. Definitely, and um, even if you don't want to do Stanley Park, you can bike. There's bike paths all over, and there's one I forgot. It's not on our list, but I did once where you kind of bike along the waterfront towards Granville Island, which is really kind of starts maybe by the Science Museum, if I'm correct, yep. and then yep. goes all the way to Granville to Island. Granville. That's a cool that bike a ride as well. Yeah, very cool. And Granville Island is an island that sits. Kind of like south of downtown in the West End, and you, this is like your well, favorite. I don't know. What are your favorite spots? It's, just it's like a cool. huge market. It's, yeah, it's like an indoor market. It's just fun to go there. I mean, the first time we went to Vancouver, we went, and I fell in love with it. It's it's just it's a fun thing to do, especially because you know. Depending on what season you're in Vancouver, it's going to be rainy, and if it's raining, it's kind of a nice thing to do because you can be inside looking at some vendors but then you're just right on the water and it's a beautiful spot you can see all of like the high rises of downtown from granville island yeah, it's a great, so great spot to yes, chill out it's just and they have good food and that's also where go fish is so of course it's one of my favorite spots of course speaking of chilling 
I put this on the list and Heather's going to laugh at me <laughs> because it's the best name of any park I've ever been to. And it's called Dude Chilling <laughs> oh my Park. Gosh. That Only is, in Vancouver. Dude Only Chilling in Vancouver Park would you is the name find of the park. Dude Chilling Park. And, you know, we just happened upon it because we went out to breakfast at the Fable Diner. So I guess it must be close to Main Street. Yeah, it's right there, tucked away. It's not even a big park. <laughs> no. It's, it's just like a neighborhood park. Not even that but nice. <laughs> you have to go. It's called Dude Chilling Park. We went, we took a sign with it. Apparently. We took a sign. We took, or we a, took picture a picture with, with the, the sign. sign. <laughs> I, I we just, didn't steal the sign, although no, I'm sure I you were tempted. That happens all the time. But Dude Chilling Park. Um, some of the other places to go in Vancouver for outdoor stuff. There is, so we did do this, um, you know, a word of caution. You will see naked people because it is a nude beach, but we went all the way out to UBC. So all the way, what would be all, all the way Southwest. Yeah. We didn't spend much time out in, in West Vancouver, like all the way out there because college is out there. We weren't staying out there, but great drive all the way out there. And there is a beach called Rec Beach and there's a nude beach by UBC and you have to hike down what we did count on what? Oh, it was a lot of stairs. 50 stairs you go down and then yes. obviously you have to come back up. Yep. So it kind of keeps it a bit isolated and remote, which is, I guess, why it's a new, still a popular nude beach. <laughs> um, but it was pretty. Uh, the scenery being like the ocean was nice. Yep. But um, there are a lot of older dudes and some weird people uh, who hang out there <laughs> yeah for sure for sure but it was an experience and one that of course in the name research i had to go do so thought i'd throw that out there if you're into that kind of thing yeah. it is isolated it's it's a hike down and a hike back up but it was cool if you heather's like looking at me like yeah eh, those stairs you didn't were, have to throw that yeah. in there the but. stairs no i mean you have to throw it in there because it's interesting and funny but the stairs were kind of brutal and i i wouldn't it's not like i would want to go there for a beach day right and heather was pregnant so going up yeah. and down those stairs yeah. not the best uh if you want an easier beach so jericho beach is great for sunsets that's right in kitsilano um obviously there's the beaches all along stanley park but jericho beach and i think there's I think it's just called Kitsilano Beach. It's the one like next to it. Cool little spots. Yeah, it's beautiful. I went there once actually and had a beach picnic and watched the sunset. And that was pretty epic. Yeah. Yeah. So that and those are both easy to get to and not nude beaches. So if you <laughs> want a family friendly beach, that's simple to get to and kind of a great spot to spend the day or just the sunset or a little picnic. Yeah. Go to that. And then another fun thing to do just to kind of wrap up the things that are in downtown ish areas is just to walk along Main Street. They have lots of cute shops, you know, little places to pop in and out of yeah, and boutiques I mean, yeah and boutiques beer and, shops and food and yeah it's just it's cool so especially like if you want to grab brunch at one of the cool places like fable diner something like that uh burgu we went to which trav didn't put on the list because i guess he didn't like it that much it's but okay. it was good and you know then you can just walk up and down main street and it's just a nice fun thing to do Speaking of Main Street, I can't believe we almost forgot to go back to the ice cream. <gasps> but we'll get to that, oh, folks. That would have been maybe a, we can wrap it up with the ice cream. We can. That would have been a Whoa. huge misstep on my part. Whoa. Because we skipped over it to talk I know. about real eating. I'm sorry. And then go back. That was my fault. Thankfully, you said Main Street, where one of the ice cream places is on. <laughs> and it brought it to my head. Literally, ice cream is not, like, only not going to be on my mind for like five minutes. Yeah. So we would have got back to it. That's true. Um, to talk about, uh, to wrap up the activities, a few of the things to do outside of Vancouver, getting out of Vancouver. 
One is the Capilano Suspension Bridge. This is actually just outside of Vancouver. So tons of, it's like nature walks. Like they're all like suspended. Well, there's one huge, huge suspension, suspension bridge, bridge. And there's a bunch of other little ones that you go through. You it's like walk walking through. through the treetops. It's cool. It's definitely cool. It's very crowded. Very crowded. But neat. Um, it's $42 Canadian. So it's a little pricey. We, we got a free pass. We were with, with, uh, some powers with Jenny and, um, she took us out and she had a free passes. So it was well worth it to do for free. <laughs> yes. I, it was cool. Um, I would spend a little more time there if we were paying 42 Canadian bucks. I, I thought it was pretty neat compared to the sea to sky, which we also did. That's up in Squamish on the way to Whistler. And that was another, like you go up you the go gondola, up gondola and then you have a huge suspension bridge and there's a bunch of there's tons of hiking so you could spend a full day up there just hiking we did a very short hike it was like a mile so that was very easy but you could spend the whole day there and a lot of people go up to that area because there's famous rock climbing there so i don't know if you like to rock climb it's you probably have already heard about that area because there's like a one the one face of the rock that just people are climbing on all the time and it was beautiful. I mean, I absolutely, I thought it was stunning. You have really nice views from up there. Yeah. I Sea to Sky, I think it's called the Sea to Sky Gondola. There's ski. Yes. Yeah. That's 40 bucks. Capilano Suspension Bridge, 42 Both were like surprisingly expensive to me. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm just cheap. But I thought they were a little Maybe? expensive. That, was that a question? Yeah, well, um, but also one of the things to do you could uh, is the drive up to Whistler's beautiful. Yes. And that Sea to Sky gondola is on the way. You go through Squamish and you get up to Whistler. So that's something to do, you know, whether you're going up to Whistler to ski, which would be cool, or if you're there in fall, spring, or summer, great little drive. So that's something to do to get out. And um, I would ask you, though, Hath, if you were to debate between the Sea to Sky Gondola or the Capilano Suspension Bridge, since they're both similar prices, hmm. which would you tell people to do? <sighs> well, you've just ruined my camp. Okay. Well, then, well, then Skip, let's get whatever. Right. I mean, right, we're going to get save to, it we'll, to the end. We'll save that to the end. <laughs> Hold, hang tight with us, guys. As we go through our ice cream, you'll hear that right from Heather's mouth, which one she would recommend, because I have also was in my. I uh, can't miss skip. So you just jump in the gun. We're all jump over the, the place. The we gun. skip the ice cream. We skip the ice cream. We're jumping to the end. All right. Back to ice cream. Um, Vancouver has some, some great ice cream places. Heth was able to have some of these. Uh, you didn't eat near as much ice cream as I did, but in the name of research, I had to get out there and of eat at these, each one multiple times. Yes, you did. So there's three, I would say there's three main ones that get talked about. Well, not even that get talked about, but... There's three that I think are the three best. One that seems to be the public opinion as the best one, and that's called Ernest. In my mind, it was actually third Whoa. out of the big three. So Ernest has multiple shops, I believe, right? I think there's I'm not couple. sure. We went to the one off Main Street, yes. and there were a lot of people waiting in a line. Lot of it's people. kind of like Sultan Straw in Portland. You're going to wait in line. Yeah, it was good. It was well above average, but for me, it came in at number three out of the big three. Um, so that's Ernest. Uh, it's popular. It's good. I would say the second, number two, because we're counting to its best, was a, a newer place right by where we stayed in Mount Pleasant. This was literally across the street from the apartment we stayed at. So I went, we went there three times, maybe, maybe more. I'm, yeah. You know, the Happy, Happy Rooster. Rooster. This was my pick for number one. I mean, I didn't have your number one, so I guess I can't really say, but... The Happy Rooster 
was delicious is delicious. They have amazing flavors and they also do this thing if they have them where you can have a cookie sandwich, an ice cream cookie sandwich. And that, whoa, I sometimes dream about this. The ice cream cookie sandwiches were fantastic. <laughs> amazing. Um, the ice cream, very good. The cookie sandwiches, even better. So Happy Rooster, cool little spot, newer spot, small. Um, go check that out. My favorite ice cream in Vancouver was at Rain or Shine. And this is not on Main Street. This is a little, I forget, this is a little further out. Um, but Rain or Shine, really, really great place. Um, doesn't get as much pub for some reason, I think, as Ernest. But for me, it was even better. So I don't think you can go wrong with any of those. Ernest, Happy Rooster, Rain or Shine, all well, well above average ice cream shops. Great ice cream, creamy delicious flavors i mean everything that you want out of ice cream so and then you have a couple like gelato places on yeah, here so so all right there's a place i told you there's a place right next to lupolo brewing and it's called la casa gelato and i had to make a pilgrimage here because it has the most gelato flavors of any place in the world so they have at any time they i believe they have 240 gelato flavors that's insane it is mayhem in there. It is crazy. You, it's worth going just to be there and see everything that's happening. Okay. It's like bright lights, obviously 200 some flavors of ice cream crammed in with people, everyone getting samples of everything. The gelato itself was average to me. Not, you know, really not that great. Okay, Not so that great. quantity over quality. Definitely quantity <laughs> over quality at La Casa Gelato, but well worth it. If you're an ice cream just fan. Just for the scene. Just for the just scene. For the gotcha. scene. Um, you got to go there. And then there's two places. Again, we recommend a place that we've been to, but I have to give a shout out. These are two places that I did not get to go, what? but I'm going to tell you why I'm including them. Bella Gelato, we didn't get to go to. We ran out of time. It has won awards, like international awards, as the is best. Is that the gelato. one in the Fairmont? That's it has one in the Fairmont, and then there's another somewhere else downtown as well. Gotcha. Didn't get to go to, need to go back to, because of the fact that it's that well known internationally. And our good friend and e popper Jeremy Ends, who I got to give him credit, he actually started a podcast just about Vancouver ice cream <laughs> called Rain City Scoops. So you can go listen to that. He said to me. You have to go to Tangram Creamery. The vanilla will change your life. I never thought vanilla could be this good. Um, I didn't get there, unfortunately. But if someone who started a podcast about a city's ice cream tells you to go there, you guys should check it out. That'll be on my list of things I have to do next time I go. So Tangram Creamery as well. He did say get it in the chocolate chip cone as well vanilla Ooh, ice cream Ooh, that cone. sounds intriguing so there you go for ice cream lots of options there thankfully we did not miss it or we would there would have been Ooh. a firestorm on twitter Whoa. had we missed the ice Whoa. cream section um moving on to our can't miss and we do this every destination diary our can't miss are a thing that yeah you could consider skipping and then the thing you want to do uh you wish you had done that we didn't get to do ladies first heather what is your can't miss if someone's going to vancouver the one thing they absolutely have to do so we did this the first time we were in Vancouver and I have to say Stanley Park because it's just stunning. So Me you, too. you can't miss Stanley Park, even though it's pretty crowded these days, especially in the summer with tourists, and you might get some people who don't know how to ride bikes trying oh to ride gosh. bikes. It's which insane. is a disaster. I, I'm <laughs> I was a little fearful riding a bike around only yeah, I, I bike a lot. And you know, there are some places where you have to be a little careful. People were on bikes for the first time. Like you could tell they had never ridden a bike before. Yeah. I'm like, 
please don't go around the yes. whole seawall. Like yeah. you will fall yeah. into the ocean. But anyway, you can't miss Stanley Park. It's just one of the most stunning bike rides and even just stunning places I've ever been, let alone that there's like a bike path with beaches. It's just really incredible. I wanted to pick something else because I thought can't. this might be your option. Yeah. But for me, it's Stanley yeah. Park. Definitely. I mean, I, I've i been in Vancouver maybe three weeks total, three and a half weeks total in my life. And I've gone to Stanley Park probably four or five times. So... It's it's awesome. You cannot miss Stanley Park. Definitely. All right. Talk about something that, yeah, you could skip. You could skip. And since you kind of alluded to this earlier, my skip is the Capilano Bridge. Okay. So when comparing the Sea to Sky Summit and the Capilano Bridge, I think the Sea to Sky Summit was cooler. It also has a, a suspension bridge. There's hiking to be done all over there. I feel like it's were more worth the money since it's about the same price. And just Capilano Bridge is definitely super cool. And I've heard like if you go around the Christmas season, they have it all lit up with lights. So I'm not saying you shouldn't go there. It's just that because of the crowds for me, it was kind of like, eh, so-so. Interesting. I flipped the other way. Really? For, for whatever reason, I liked Capilano's Ascension Bridge more. a little more. Okay. So my skip is Sea to Sky. Again, if you go to either of these or both, yeah, you probably won't be disappointed. Fun. Just no. know they're a little more expensive. For me, Capilano's suspension bridge, I just liked being amongst the treetops. So there's a there's the yeah, main cool. bridge and then there's a bunch of other little ones you can run around on. I don't know. As a kid growing up, like having a tree house and always thinking a tree house should mean that I actually lived in a tree. To me, it was like what I would that would have been like yeah. if I had and the most epic tree. Probably if you houses. have children that they would probably like Capilano more than they would like the Sea yeah. to Sky. So, so my skip yeah. is Sea to Sky. It's cool. Yeah. But if you want to save some dosh, you know, it's 40 bucks. Save that dosh. It's 40 bucks. It's 40 Canadian now. <laughs> so, I mean, right now, it's not so much for us. Okay. Americans. Well, I'm, I'm curious about wish, your wish. I, this wish is our done. wish we had done. Am I going first? Okay. So, I mean, I don't know if this technically counts, but I haven't broken any rules on this podcast. I feel like I need to. Okay. We've gotten 50 some minutes in. This is not technically in Vancouver, but like the Whistler area. Fine. I have. Oh, fine. Nice. So I'm not breaking the rule. Nah, you're good. I have always wanted to go up to the Whistler area, stay overnight, you know, in the mountains. Not necessarily in Whistler town. It's kind of like Vale in the way that it's like a little bit. It's like, very resorty, resorty, and expensive. But I would like to stay in the mountains somewhere up there, or do a spa in Hot Springs. So I know that our friend Courtney has done that, and I just oh, it sounds amazing. I feel like I deserve a girls' trip since Trav just came off a nine-day boys' ski trip. So maybe okay. by this summer, I'll be able to uh, you know go to the spa, stay in the mountains. Maybe, maybe. So. <laughs> Um, my wish we had done is also, this was a little hard because we, we have done so much in yes, Vancouver, yes. almost everything I wanted to do, um, other than Tangram Creamery, but, uh, my wish we had done involves getting outside of Vancouver a little bit too. I'm going to, I'm going to break a roll here for real. Oh. I'm going to give you two. Oh, is it Port Moody? One is Port Moody uh-huh. because there are th- three or four breweries <laughs> out there that we kept planning on going out to. Um, I like taking the SkyTrain out. I like seeing like suburban Vancouver too. Not that I want to stay out there forever. Port Moody has a cool name and there's some cool breweries out there. One, Twin Sales, highly, highly recommended. Yes, um, we've heard Not recommended from me, but from other people. So Twin Sales is supposed to be one of the best breweries in BC. There's also another one out there right next to it called Yellow Dog, um, Moody Ales, Parkside Brewing. So you can hit three or four breweries in no time out there. 
And it just gives you a little bit of flavor of getting out of Vancouver. See, if you have a week and you want to hit breweries and there's some good restaurants out there, definitely head out to Port Moody. We didn't get to just ran out of time that uh, that food poisoning really put a dent in our plans and things like that. The other thing would be going up to Whistler just during the oh, okay. winter time. Yes, to ski actually. Since we were there in April yes. and, and April, May was nice, but going up there and actually skiing would be really cool. Yeah, too, skiing. So. Yeah, we could combine ski slash hot springs slash spa. We, we, we all get what we want. Yeah, sounds good to That's me. That's right. Well, there you guys have it. That is our Vancouver Destination Diary. We did spend a lot of time there. Hopefully, you've either, if you've been to Vancouver, this kind of brings back some memories, sparks you on to, to go again. There's a lot changing in the city, a lot uh, a lot of cool places to eat and drink and things like that. Typical Pacific Northwest city, and that's a cool vibe, beautiful nature. Right this time, you know, for Vancouver, the beauty is that it's right there on top of your doorstep when you're in Vancouver. Plenty of places to drink. If you haven't been to Vancouver, check it out. Definitely one of Heather's favorite cities oh, in the world. Yeah. I, I love it as well, but she's spent more time. Amazing. There. I just absolutely love it. Yeah. So, so check it out. We are got everything linked up. So we talked about a bunch of places. If you're new to the podcast, we do show notes so you can get all the links. Okay. We uh, Everything we just talked about will be linked up. You're probably like your head's exploding. Oh my gosh, so many places to eat and drink. Everything is linked up. You can get that by going to extrapackofpeanuts.com slash shows. All our podcast notes are there. All the podcasts we've ever done are there. So you can go listen to other ones. Of course, you can find all our other podcasts on iTunes or Overcast or Stitcher, or however you're listening to this one as well. We are way deep 300 plus episodes in. So if you want to binge on this podcast, go check it out. We've got a lot of other Destination Diary episodes as well. They're similar to this. I'm not going to go through them all, but we've done a lot of them. People like them. We like doing them. You can check those out as well. Don't forget, if you are traveling, tortugabackpacks.com, use the promo code EPOP, E-P-O-P, all capital letters. That'll get you 10% off your entire order. And I promise, next time we do a destination diary, it will not be 11 months after the fact. But it was fun to go back and reminisce. Like we Definitely. were like, oh, wait, what was the name of that place? And we got one check. So it took a little more research on our part this time, um, but it was super fun. We won't have, I think we had a little PTSD from the uh, from that awful food poisoning episode. So it took <laughs> us a little bit. Yeah. I was a little scarred for a bit. <laughs> um, but we'll get to those destination diaries. There's a lot of other places we're going to be heading and that we have headed. So we'll get more of those out as well. Thank you guys for the continued support as always. That makes us the number one rated podcast on iTunes. And until next time. Happy free travels. Happy free travels.